0: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for
1: hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your
2: head. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania. YouTube and Instagram, at The TheRealPodmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode. Episode 99 of the Pod Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Good, and I am joined in this roundtable discussion by Garth and by Chris. How are we, gentlemen? All good,
0: yeah. I've been been worse. A little
1: hungover. A little hungover? I'd be very (laughs) disappointed if you weren't. I was going to say, what's new? (laughs) (laughs) Garth, would you like to give us a rundown of the issues you've been having with your face?
2: Fucking hell. Um, Just, you know, old age kicking in. (laughs) Uh, Partial sight loss. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love how you say that so blase. Just just a little bit of sight loss.
0: Yeah. I, I sometimes am. get worried of that this podcast is just gonna be a glimpse into my future.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we it's like Christmas Carol. And Garth is the coast of your Christmas future, Chris. Just just to put really? that into perspective for you. <laughs> um so ladies and gentlemen, we have changed the format of PodMania because you know, changes the spice of life and all that. Um, so basically I personally struggled to do the format that we were doing in, you know, two or three podcasts a week. I was finding it very, very difficult to watch all the wrestling that I wanted to watch, make all the notes and still, you know, stay in a relationship. So um basically what we've what we've worked out to do instead is doing a weekly podcast where we just cram as much wrestling talk into an hour and a half as we possibly can. Um, we have a structure. Whether that structure will remain in place, I don't know. Um, I was about to say, I'm here. Yeah, me and Chris Ooh. are known for going off on weird tangents, but Garth is the glue that holds us together. <laughs> so, no We're pressure, Garth. For the sake of Garth. Prit- like, prit stick. <laughs> you, are, you are the cheap-ass prit stick. That, um, but honestly, seriously, if, if we get off... Topic, and I'm I'm looking specifically at you, Chris. Um, <laughs> if we get too far off topic, then just you know, give Chris a swift slap to the head, and we'll move on. So, what we're gonna do is first, we are going to start with a brand new segment. I'm gonna call it Ring Rope Roundup. Which, nice. thank you, alliteration, bitches. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Ring Rope Roundup. I'm gonna run through. All of the news items that basically have just bombarded us for the last week, and then I'm going to open them all up for discussion. So, you ready, guys? Let's rock. Here we go. Ring Rope Roundup. So... In All Elite Wrestling, Kenny Omega was finally unveiled as part of the AEW roster. Before that, AEW announced in a partnership with Triple A, as well as announcing other roster members, including the Best Friends, Lucha Brothers, Aja Kong, Yuka Sukazaki, I hope I've said that right. Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose, Sunny Kiss, Sammy Guevara, and others. In WWE, Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE after WrestleMania 35. However, in the Allegedly. meantime, <laughs> he has been advertised for a live event where he will be taking on Nia Jax in an intergender special event match. Ruby Riot has been confirmed to be Ronda Rousey's latest victim at Elimination Chamber 2019. In recent news, the NWA are bringing back the Crockett Cup with Ring of Honor, CMLL and New Japan providing teams as well. Staying with um, NWA, Marty Scurll will challenge Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship in April. Um, We reported a while ago that Kitamura, despite his injury, Katsuya uh, Kitamura from New Japan, despite his injury had been offered a new contract A new year long contract. However, it turns out that he has decided not to resign with New Japan and then, therefore, going to leave and go to Pastures New. In slightly worrying news, Phoenix was stretched out of the AAW Lucha City Limit show. Um, he received a stinger, similar to the one that Paige got at the hands of Sasha Banks. However, it appears that he is moving okay, and he seems to be okay, which is very, very good. Um, in slightly sad news, Salvatore Belomo uh, passed away, I think, yesterday at the age of 67, Um, It was before my time, but I believe he shared the ring from everyone from Bob Backlund to Bobby Heenan, according to the WWE website. So our hearts and prayers go out to him. And finally, in Dragon Gate, Pac successfully defended the Open the Dream Gate champion against KZ, his first successful title defense at Truthgate earlier on today, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Ring Rope Roundup. Boom.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice. So, lads, a lot of news there. A lot of news. Yeah. And I think we'd be stupid not to start talking about the thing that is on everyone's lips, that's on everyone's wrestling Twitter, everyone's wrestling Facebook pay all over it. All elite wrestling. Even our fucking WhatsApp group is
0: full of fucking AEW. <laughs> 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 I'm actually fucking sick of it. Like, uh, then, I'm, it, no, I'm, I'm, it, it, no I'm... don't get me wrong. I watched the conference because I couldn't sleep because I had nightmares, and um, the the chat was pure cancer. By the way, best friends come out and it's just gay or throughout the whole fucking chat. Um, <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> I'm wrestling fans. Fucking mm. amazing, but um, I'm actually the sick of people. got making the joke of oh, Repo Man has removed all mentions oh, of. <laughs>
2: Like, I guess I just... I the, the best one was Undertaker has, apart from his name. The Undertaker. It's like, well, okay. I mean, dipshit.
0: <laughs> oh my god, what is the funeral home assistant doing in the
1: impact zone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, realistically, we've got to realise that it's a brand new company, they're looking at talent. Every person and his dog who gets released from the WWE or the hottest indie star, they are going to be rumoured to be joining All Elite Wrestling. Yes, there is going to be some utter bullshit. Brock Lesnar, fuck off. Randy Orton, absolutely fuck off. And I think people are just getting ahead of themselves somewhat. They've made good, shrewd signings so far, though I did read a message on twitter i assume it's a joke that said that their roster is very anemic at the moment i was like
2: yeah i saw that
0: um <laughs> no that's is really. it? it's filled out it's filled out like we basically have everyone in triple a now which is funny but um just there's so many good stars like you have your headliners and even like six man between oriental wrestling and seu i am looking forward to that
1: yeah like a- absolutely and that's what you got to remember as well. You've said that they've got the entire Triple A roster. They've also got the entire of the, is it OWE? Oriental yeah, Wrestling Oriental Experience.
0: Wrestling yeah, yeah. something like that. Who has Ultimate Dragons Protégé, who I've seen a little bit of. He's good, because he's Ultimate Dragons <laughs> Protégé.
1: Yeah, exactly. But,
0: yeah, just, it's, it's really good all the way up and down. And the people who said Aja Kong is a fucking Nia
1: Jax rip-off can fuck off. Aja Kong is brilliant. <laughs> Magic I just, is amazing.
2: I, I love, I love the fact that it's like uh, the, the report that I read about um, Orton was he's uh, openly telling people that he's um, will, going, willing to speak to um, all elite. Of course he is because his contact's up.
1: Yeah, he's using this he's, as leverage to get more money.
2: He's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. Why do you think yeah, Robert Lesnar
1: was talking to them for God's sake? I know. I it's mean, a bit. Uh,
0: First thing, because contracts always come up around between, like, it's either around now or around summer. So, like, everyone's being poached by the looks of it, but at the same time, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) honestly, like, a lot of the announcements I don't necessarily care about, but, like, then again, some of the ones other people don't care about I do, for example, I'm really happy the best friends are there,
2: but I couldn't give a fuck about Jungle Boy. So... (laughs) That's, so, to, yeah, honestly, to me, it just sounds like I'm going to be seeing Mowgli <laughs> in the Jungle Book. <laughs> in, really? like, the skill, Mowgli. In like, with no boots on and like a loin cloth or something. That's <laughs> you know, something looks like. I'm never looks... going to get out of my
0: head. <laughs> he looks like Tarzan and the Ultimate Warrior had a very disappointing baby. Really? <laughs> yeah, like a really disappointing baby.
2: Like the Renegade. <laughs> Oh my. So... <laughs> it's it's funny about... No, we don't, I'm not going to go on a
0: renegade tangent, I'm sorry. No, that's all yeah,
2: right. it's all right. Yeah, let's not. That's not.
1: <laughs> so very... Were you slightly disappointed that we didn't get more news in the way of a TV deal? Or something like that?
0: I'm not disappointed, but until a TV deal is announced, they're just a t-shirt company, quite frankly. <laughs> like... Honestly, like, yeah. Like without a TV deal, like, like, at least without a TV deal or even an on-demand service, then nothing.
2: So it's it's like, um, I mean, they've obviously they're, they're not going to be doing all this stuff just to blow smoke up each other's asses. They must have something there, like a, a deal in principle. But who with? I mean, is it going to be one of the big TV deals, or is it going to be more of an internet thing? Um, where Co- Cody was on GR's podcast and he said they're going to be di- they haven't sorted out the, the pay-per-view sort of streaming side of stuff they've, I think he said they've got TV things in place um, but they haven't sorted out the streaming side
1: I don't so. think they're going to have an issue with TV from what no. has been leaked and what has been said there are a lot of companies that are basically bashing down the door wanting to be Part of this which you know is very very exciting you know double or nothing is going to be a great show and that's going to bring even more eyes onto the product um one thing that came from this rally and one thing that was the basically the big thing i took from it was yes kenny omega was finally unveiled in the worst kept secret in wrestling history (laughs) People were thinking he was going to turn up with the rumble. Um, <clears throat> bless. Um, so, he can still wrestle for New Japan. Mm-hmm. He's had it explicitly put in his contract that if New Japan want to work with him again, he can wrestle with New Japan. Now, that is extremely exciting. Not um, only because Kenny Omega is the best bout machine, you know, he is an outstanding wrestler and, you know, no matter how good a company New Japan is, and, you know, they're probably my favourite company to watch at the moment, you know, you aren't, you're going to struggle to replace a talent like Kenny Omega and to have the news that that door's not completely shut, and then you think, well, you know, the best friends are now in all elite, but does that mean they can still work in New Japan? You know, you've got the elite, can they? You know, we we know Jericho is still able to work New Japan dates, so... This whole thing, oh, this is terrible for New Japan. This is awful for New Japan. Thing, people were being very, very, very presumptive that you know that was it. Yeah, and I think it's course, good I that mean, we have got that in place. I think, I think the
0: people saying this is bad for New Japan don't watch New Japan because, no. like New Japan, are very good at repositioning someone. People, for
2: example, as that...
0: Nakamura was gone, Nakamura and AJ were gone, Naito and Omega took their place, and were ready by the next Wrestle Kingdom.
2: And obviously they've got um, Jay White and the blatantly positioning Osprey for sort of jump up as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the thing is with the, um, the Omega thing as well, like, nobody really seems to have said anything about is it. He's obviously he's part of their board as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, it's said on the thing he's a, pred- he's a yeah. exactly so, vice president or something. Executive
2: vice president. That's quite sort of interesting on that side of things as well, which means when he isn't wrestling for them, he's still involved with it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I found really really funny was um, in the chat when Jericho came out to interrupt him his music starts and me and Gaff were actually talking about this a while ago how people don't seem to know what Jericho's music is because Jericho's music started and the fucking chat erupted thinking it was CM Punk
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh brilliant <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think the thing that swung it for Kenny I, th- I think he was always joining um, All Elite Wrestling and, you know, the books took to Twitter afterwards and said, you know, we were never going to do this without Kenny. He's part of the elite. And, you know, you do look at it and go, well, yeah, actually thinking about it, that's fairly obvious. We all should have thought that. Um, but I think something that frustrated Kenny, especially in New Japan, was I don't feel like he had full full control of his creative. You know, Gato books everything two years in advance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they made no secret of the fact that Omega and Tanahashi don't get on in real life. Um, so perhaps it's something like that. You know, Kenny can go to All Elite, have full control over his character, a full control over his creative, and then he can go to New Japan and just he can work the matches. You know, he can mm-hmm. work those six-star classics, those seven-star classics, you know, with the likes of Naito, Jay White, Okada, Tanahashi again because he's even said Taichi that, t- don't even talk to me about Chi. you wait till we get to the New Beginning and Sapporo review fucking hell <laughs> how the fuck so no- do you lose a match when your person you're taking on <laughs> is KO'd on the fucking ramp for 10 minutes right. you fucking idiot <laughs> wow, that another, went places. Uh,
2: another f- sort of uh, sort of interesting Footnote on the whole thing was what Kenny said about WWE as well. Oh yeah, he, he was done. really giving in terms of he, he didn't marry them. He clearly had spoke to them. Mm-hmm. He was like, and he, and, and he just oh, said it, th- at this time, sort of thing. So,
0: mm-hmm. like, he's he's a smart man. He's not going to burn the bridge. Like, you even see him in sh- um, shoot interviews, and he's. Not burning any bridges. He's saying yeah. this is where I want to be. Like even like when he was in New Japan, he was like NXT is
2: probably the place to be right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, and he's got that uh, documentary coming out soon as
1: well. He has, yeah. that should be a very interesting watch. I'll definitely be tuning yeah. into that. <laughs> Final thing on this then, because I don't want this to turn into an all elite podcast. Um, <laughs> yet, well, yet you know, <laughs> good God, maybe we need maybe we need to jump on that train quickly. Um, they both Cody, Omega, and the books, actually, have all taken to Twitter and said how how well WWE have handled negotiations. And mm. it's nice to see that we've almost got past that pettiness
2: that well, it's
0: probably Triple H handling the negotiations.
2: Like yeah, if it was Vince handling
0: so. them, I don't think they we went so well. Yeah. Like no. Vince probably doesn't know who we are like he hear the stories about him not knowing why who AJ Styles is or like when um they rehired Raven going, Where the hell did why did we rehire the Polo guy? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Actually there's a great story about when Mick Foley got brought in and he was talking to an agent and he was like, Oh man, I'll have you stuff in um FMW and then he went up and Vince went out to him and said, I think you can find it's pronounced E C W
1: <laughs> classic brilliant classic so moving on news wise um obviously news broke earlier this week um that Dean Ambrose is going to be leaving at the end of his contract after Wrestlemania they don't announce
0: this shit that far in advance go well, on then Chris do you think it's bullshit I think there's a chance it's bullshit
2: yeah it just seems odd the way the sort of phrase that sort of semi farewell message that they put out.
0: Mm-hmm. Like they don't and they announce people as being released when they're released. When is the last last time they did it? But like the last time we really did it was with um Punk and that was because they were making a storyline out of it. They haven't the only thing we've really done with the Ambrose about it is making them slightly more kooky. So
1: do you think it's coincidental though that we've had this come out and then dean ambrose has taken to interviews and said basically this is absolutely nothing to do with money i'm paid very well i don't care Mm -hmm. about the money it's the fact that i'm given this hokey bullshit to do when you look at his heel character and his heel character has been a fucking car wreck it has been a travesty you know everyone was crying for dean ambrose to turn heel And then they turned him heel and he just became this absolute joke. He became Poundland Bane. It was like, what on earth is this? But then on top of this, you've then got Mark Henry coming out and saying that the locker room at the moment is, there's just people that do not give a shit. And there's no enforcer, there's no big character, because obviously the locker room leader as you know, everyone has said it's Roman Reigns, well, Reigns isn't there at the moment The Big Show's not there at the moment Obviously Mark Henry's retired Who do you look at then on Raw Brock Lesnar's never there Who do you look at, at on Raw then To be that locker room leader Yeah Zach.
2: <laughs> Zack Ryder Mojo <Yeah. laughs> no It's like the longest serving member then
1: it? Yeah He went an Care entire on. year without
2: being on Raw Right, so I don't know. I
1: I think there is legitimacy in these claims. I think Dean Ambrose's creative has been handled appallingly. Even when he was champion, it? come the brand split in 2016, his creative was awful. Uh,
0: he had, to be fair. He had one like really good triple threat with the Shield because you know everyone was gagging for that. That match and at battleground then, was really and good. Then at, and then at SummerSlam they. Put him with Dolph Ziggler, who's like the most mid carder to ever mid card. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I wonder if they, they are being all nicey about it, just in the sort of hopes that he changes his mind closer to the time or he leaves, then comes back. So they're not sort of burning any bridges. Yeah,
0: maybe. I don't know. Like, I honestly like Dean Ambrose. I even when he came back to tag with Rollins, I wasn't caring. I don't I'm, care whether they're being and yeah, or I'm, really I'm not really that
2: fussed to be fair. <laughs> See, it's yeah, because we liked should be Ambrose.
0: No, I love Ambrose. He's my favorite member of the Shield. Um But they ruined him. Yeah, they like did. he needs a different context to get over now. But like fighting Nia Jax, I could get enough.
1: Well, yeah, I was just gonna say, what is your opinion on the fact that we are now having intergender matches on live shows?
0: Well, I fucking love
1: intergender matches,
0: so I'm all down for this. But my main problem is it's fucking Nia Jax.
1: I mean, are they gonna send home what's left of Dean Ambrose in a matchbox?
2: I was just gonna say are they doing this on purpose? Yeah. (laughs) So he's broken when he uh, does leave.
1: Yeah, it's like, you we- want to leave this company? Well, you aren't fucking walking out. I just like the
0: thought, thought of Ben's going. We need to send him someone who never gets stuff right. Where's Sabu? Oh, an impact. Oh, okay. Shit, uh. Where's Ultimate Warrior? Shit, he's dead. Um, fuck it, send in Naya.
2: Get Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. That's stupid piece of I, I, shit. I think it'd be, I think it'll be all right. I think. To be fair, to be fair to Nigrax, I think she's she has been given a bit of shit to eat, like <laughs> like a bit too much. I think it's been like obviously the bit with Becky where she smashed her face in wasn't yeah, dropping
0: very good. Zelina Vega headfirst onto a little Well I mean floor. she
2: was she was great in the rumble, she's been good since the rumble. All that bullshit with our truth was hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah, when they said, um, oh, she's got proper heat, and then she just posted a load of
2: pictures of them hugging backstage. Yeah. Clearly not. <laughs> um, and people even try to use that as like, oh, no, this is still storyline. It's like, fuck off, man. They, this was before the match and all this. It's like, how do you know? The so... thing is with
1: Naya is if it was a one-time thing, it didn't help. It really didn't help that it was Becky Lynch who is as... Hot as they come at the moment, she's probably the hottest thing in wrestling. Oh, I don't, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I mean, all wrestling. And you know, fight me, I genuinely I think mean, she's the most over.
0: At the SmackDown House showers that back in November, she definitely got the biggest pop,
1: yeah, exactly. She's she, and then to have Nia Jax break her nose, take her out of Survivor Series, yes, ultimately, it's played out brilliantly. Ultimately, honest, played I think out how I handled it
0: wasn't the best where she was like, isn't anyone going to ask how I'm feeling? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, is your hands a little <clears> sorry <throat> Do you punch but, someone in the fucking
2: face? Since since she did that, she's used that and I think that stuff that's been on Twitter has been really good. She, she gets great heel heat but at the same time, it's a very fine line between heel
0: heat and go away heat and the fact mm-hmm. that she's not the best wrestler so tips it over to go away
1: heat. The difficulty is as well that the injury to Becky wasn't the first. I mean, she had two like, horrific yeah. botches with Charlotte, and I mean they were yeah. awful. Where she just flat Leon. out forgot to catch Charlotte in a moonsault, and then Jeez. went for she went for a shoulder breaker, I think, and just mm. she missed her own knee, and just dropped Charlotte on her head, and it, it looked
0: awful. And also, um, she very. Buried- she very nearly fucking killed Zelina Vega when eliminating her from a battle royal. Um, back in the performance center, actually, she injured Dana Brooke while practicing a move. She's not. She, she she makes a habit out of it. I wouldn't if it was just that one incident, like with Bree Bella and Liv Morgan. I'd somewhat get it, but she makes a habit of being really shit and. Not this shit dangerous. Like she's in every high-profile match she had, unless it's against Alexa Bliss. By the looks of it, she's almost injuring her opponent. Like in her match with Ronda, didn't she almost? It's gonna um, be...
2: uh, well, she it's did gonna injure be, Alexa what, Bliss. So me, yeah. See, what type of matches she has with Dean Ambrose?
0: She can't be. No, not, she,
2: she's not going to be picking them up and throwing well, them around. No what true. she needs, if she's
0: being put in these high-profile matches, is for uh, take her off house shows. And instead of putting her on house shows, send her down to the performance center between Ross, because mm. she needs it. I'm not trying to be horrible here, but if she's in, she's injured so many people this year, minor or not, it's still dangerous. You need training, and yeah. it's not like it's not like it should be beyond her because the women's champion does that. So it's just she has go away heat for
2: me, just because yeah. she's
0: not good yeah that's it's, the issue
2: it's an interesting I think it's an interesting sort of change up for her and Ambrose so it could be interesting
0: yeah very much but I mean oh don't get me wrong I if this open, I if this opens up the floodgates for it's going to change anything if it opens up the floodgates for actual actual intergender wrestling I'm all for that because like we can get Kagano versus Candice LeRae we can get Candy
1: Floss versus Travis Banks
0: uh,
1: that would be, actually be amazing <laughs> <sighs> There's the candy floss reference. So, very moving well. on. Um, so, leaving the news aside for a moment, we had New Japan's New Beginning shows. Now, the New Beginning yes, shows. Yes, we did. Very, very appropriate name. Obviously, we've spoken about all elite and how that means Cody, the books, Kenny, you know, Hangman Page, Chris Jericho. We're all gone. She's gone them, now. Kashida's gone. Which um, his match against Tanahashi match. was brilliant.
0: Absolute technical
1: masterpiece. Yeah, um, I actively, actively encourage you to search it out from the 29th of January the Road 2 show. I think it was at Corrigan Hall. Um, it was in Corrigan, yeah. But to so, be fair, that's
0: the biggest place Kushida could ever draw to. So it makes
1: yeah. Sense. But to be fair, it's his it's his leaving match. I think he probably could have sold out mm-hmm. very uh, quite a few bigger places f- for that match. Mm. Um, but the new beginning shows they they were released and. Um, People were filled with quite a lot of hope that these were going to be really, really good shows. We had some excellent singles matches on the cards. We had things like Minoru Suzuki taking on Sonada. We had Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, we had title matches between Suzuki Goon and L.I.J. Um, taking place on the second Sapporo card. And then, of course, in Osaka, which is tomorrow, uh, as we record on the Sunday, that's got Jay White against um, Hiroshi Tanahashi for the title. Really, really good, really good. We thought.
0: <laughs> well, okay. It, they, they've been fine, but like, the problems with New Japan were such... Um, it's such a high bar, and like, don't get me wrong, I think the, t- the special singles matches between Sinada and Suzuki and Evil and DSJ delivered. Like, the- they were 7 8 out of 10s, which they were like basically sparring contests before the big fight, so that's fine. Um the tag match, um you've already said this as well um, before we went on there, tag match um, to main event night one was pretty good, like properly good tag team main event. Um like it's basically the mega powers versus um, <laughs> one of the hot hot one of the hottest people in the company and bad luck fallet. And so, <laughs> spot like, the week like one... Yeah, night one was fine. Um but the undercard was a bit underwhelming. I mean but there was a bit in a match where um Tangaloa and um Togumakabe locked up and Kevin Kelly said, This is one of my favourite matchups. I'm like, don't fucking lie to me, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so like night one was fine, just skip the undercard. Night two? Yeah. Like that the that type match should not have been as boring as it was.
1: My honest opinion, we'll run through night one. Now the undercards of both Sapporo shows were near identical. And mm-hmm. that was a big issue for me. Both days or both nights, we had a variation of Taguchi, Yoshiashi, Homma Yano, and Makabe taking on Ishimori, Chaso, and Jujiro, Takahashi, Tangalo, and Tamatonga. Now, I don't, I am all for the good guy Tamatonga gimmick, though, spoilers, it's oh, not longer a thing but, anymore. I'm so disappointed. I know. I love on night one, that was like literally my highlight.
0: <laughs> He's so good, and I just loved when they all had their boots up on the r- ring, and he was like, "Ah, it would help me win." But it's so bad.
1: I know, but Chris, we've spent like both undercards of these shows, bearing in mind that these two matches were supposed to be promoting the junior tag match, the junior heavyweight title match in Osaka between Ishimori <laughs> and Taguchi. The Mm. entire thing was centred around Tamatonga. And that's fine if we are going to get a big payoff to it. The payoff came at a fucking road to show where he just went nuts with a kendo stick. Two entire (laughs) matches. These were two of the longest matches on the fucking card. It's a bit ridiculous that he's stealing um, Chucky T's gimmick. Well, I mean, we aren't going to see a payoff to the um, Chucky T thing now, are we? So... It's such a shame. I was hoping to see Chuck E T versus Trent's mother. <laughs> but, in a special intergender match.
0: Yeah. Um ha- not even gonna happen in New Japan, it'll happen in DDT and it'll be
1: amazing. But, so uh, basically what I'm gonna do, Chris, is I'm I'm gonna skip the undercards and I'm gonna go from Please do. Yeah. I'm gonna go from The fifth match on night one. The fifth match of night one was a six-man tag match. Shingo uh, Shingo Tagaki, I can never say his name, Bushi and Naito taking on Despi, Kanemaru and Taichi, with Taichi going over after a dangerous backdrop on Bushi. This was an okay match. Um,
0: Oh, super, super fun.
1: Absolutely. Like, LIJ
0: versus... Suzuki Gun, unless it's Naito and um, Suzuki 101 is always fun. They're so diametrically opposite and it's amazing. Shingo continues
1: to be the best junior, allegedly. Well, yeah, I was just going to say. He's
0: definitely not a junior.
1: (laughs) No, he's not. Um, It it was the right results. I enjoyed the bit of character work between Naito and Tai Chi. I thought that was really good. Do you know what? Bushi, I think he's underrated. You know, oh, he definitely is. He's great. He's a really, really good worker. I love everything El Desperado does. It was a good match. I think maybe six out of <laughs> ten. Would I? Would you give it? Yeah, I'd give it a six. I, I remember. I, I do love the
0: gimmick that are doing on the road of Tai Chi opening up in the rope for um Naito. Naito, yeah, and also I lo- I still love Tai Chi st- stripper pants
1: gimmick. It, it's the best. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh,
1: we the then have the first up. of. A special singles matches between Sonada and Minro Suzuki. Now, this was a good match.
0: Oh, yeah, this was like if this happened in the G1, I wouldn't feel out of play. It was good. It was like about as good as you're going to get out of Sonada and um, Suzuki, who, but like Suzuki's starting to wind down just the tiniest bit. Like, but the way he wrestles, it doesn't really matter. He's just noticeably a bit slower and his chop
1: kicks aren't as good. Which is fine, and I yeah, I agree he's like with. You.
0: Fifty years old.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I just think that this could have been more, and yeah, it, it was a good match. I don't but it could have been great.
0: I think. I think considering it wasn't for a title, it's as good as we were getting out of these two.
1: Yeah, uh, Minoru like, Suzuki went f- over nineteen minutes forty yeah. seconds with a Gotch power driver. That, that end. That ending was great. The but ending was fair, fantastic. That. Yeah, and to be fair, the tag match on The second night was very, very dull, but as we got towards the end, the ending sequence again was very, very good. Mm. Um, I'd give this seven, I'd give it a seven, yeah. Yeah, how are you doing, Garth? Yeah. Just checking in, making sure you're still there,
2: just uh, enjoying the chat, yeah.
1: Okay, just checking. <laughs> uh, we move on. To- first time you ever actually listened to the Young Lion. <laughs> 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 uh, we move on to match 7 which was the second special singles match between Evil and Zack Sabre Jr this this, great, this was this is... really really good fun, this was everything I wanted it to be, but one notable <laughs> thing here was on both nights I think this might have been the time, the only time where I've seen Zack Sabre Jr. not get his own way Evil gave him fucking nothing yeah it it's
0: yeah but zach's not buried he's probably gonna have a great run of the new japan cup so
1: oh yeah more than likely i mean ultimately evil went over 22 minutes and one second With an everything is evil um evil looked very very strong here they booked evil oh, very absolutely. very strong here like, which evil
0: is looking the best he's ever looked oh yeah like, he's looked I- well that's with the exception of when he pinned okada he's the best he's
1: ever looked i'd yeah. give this an eight i'd give that yeah i'm with you wholeheartedly in eight. And then we moved it's on off. to the main event, which was between Switchblade Jay White and Bad Luck Farley taking on the Mega Powers wannabes in Okada and Tanahashi. Um Jay White went over after 24 minutes and 36 seconds with an inverted figure four, he then later named the TTO Tanahashi Tapout. Now, this <laughs> was brilliant I mean, this was noble for two reasons. One, Tanahashi never taps out and oh, a, never
0: it, the last time i remember him tapping out was Zack saber genius
1: yeah this is like cena tapping out for wwe fans it, mm-hmm. it it just does not happen and secondly jay wyatt has the opportunity to take the title in osaka and <clears> i am 100 percent behind him getting the title i would be behind that too yeah um just mostly because mostly Tana's faced
0: most of the roster, so there's no sort of stretch feuds. And, like, when you Tana had his long run, you sort of started to see that. And like, near the end, he was going up against fucking Yijiro Takahashi and um, just stopped being fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Absolutely.
1: The man's character before, work is I'm,
0: fantastic. Yeah, I think I've said it before, though. I'm kind of
1: over White versus Tanner at this point. They have done it to death.
0: I mean... They've, they've had three matches during the main story beats throughout last year, so. Yeah.
1: The issue is, as well, with these new beginning shows, there are three new beginning shows, and mm. in the process of all these new beginning shows, you've also got, I think, did we count ten Road 2 shows between the three? And there's been a variation of Tanahashi and Jay White taking on each other. And the, US, and the US shows, which just didn't end up on New Japan World for some reason. No, that is true. Um, But, well... I think that's probably for the best. Um, I think that's something that New Japan wants to put behind them. Um, But again, Jay White is just—he's a breath of fresh air. He's fantastic. His character work just gets from strength to strength. I love the fact that when he comes in, he takes a young lion by the face and goes, "Who is going to win the championship? Who's going?" And when (laughs) this—I think it was Uemura—and he panicked and just went Tanahashi, and Jay White just laughed in his face. It was brilliant. (laughs) He's just such a fucking badass.
0: He's so good, like, he's playing, like, the entitled um, former young boy, really. Yeah. Well, um, I used to hate the gimmick, He's think he looked like a fucking emo kid, he just fell into Hot Topic, but, <laughs> like, I, I think in the first podcast of you Rob, I said he should, like, have cut marks up and down and just to complete the gimmick, but... <laughs> No, I've, he's really turned around since G1. It's absolute he's the, he's the best thing on New Japan TV right now. Yeah, absolutely.
1: This show did its job. Um, it it wasn't. Yeah, it was a night one. Yeah, it wasn't as exciting as I felt like it could have been. Um, I wanted more out of Sonada and Suzuki, and I know, like you say, that Suzuki's winding down. After all, he is he is fifty, but I, I still wanted more from that. But that's potentially me being greedy. Considering there was no title matches on this show and it was building towards night two, I thought, you know, it, it did its job. It just, it was, I, know. I wouldn't actively go out and seek this show, is basically what I'd, I'm going to.
0: A- I'd actively watch the last three matches.
1: Yeah. And that's the same, really, for night two. Um, I'm going to start with I uh, the sixth re- match. I
0: watching the title. I wouldn't even recommend the tag match on night two. I was bored to tears.
1: Yeah. So we start with the sixth match in and all our match ratings will be up on the website because me and Chris will talk about them later when we're not going to bore Garth to death. Um, (laughs) But starting with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. um, Such a well-worked match. Really, really good. L.I.J. Mm -hmm. um, went over. Suzuki Goon, um, eighteen minutes, four seconds, uh, with Rebellion. Now there was one issue I had with this match. One issue. Shoot. The sequence that led to the end was phenomenal. The bit with Bushi blocking the Suntory surprise with the chair, and then hitting mm-hmm. Kanamaru with the mist for Tagaki mm. to then hit uh, a pumping bomber. That should have mm. been the finish. <laughs> That just, it yeah, should have just it was been a, the finish. And it then was we a had a an... very
0: ring of honor finish where you have like that amazing thing that the crowd's hot for, and then you sort of just finish it, um, just kick out of it, and do a normal finish. It, just, it, it was a bit strange. Like, but you know what? This is probably my favorite match of the two nights. Oh, so, without well, second, a shadow of a doubt. Well, actually, I'm going to say my second favorite, but I'll get on to that in a second.
1: Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm giving this an eight out of 10. Um, I'd give it an easy eight because
0: not if, only if, if
1: they finished
0: at the um at um, that sequence, then it would have been a nine.
1: Yeah, but definitely, so. definitely. I hate the idea of them taking masks off as a thing for a feud. I understand that that is you know a huge thing for doors, and I understand it, that. I just I I'm not big into it.
0: This ma- this mask was mask thing was rumored last year for Desbe and Dragon Oh, like, okay. after um, Super Genius, it was rumoured to that, but yeah. it just didn't happen for no. some
1: reason. Um, Kanemaru looked really good in this. I think this was probably the best I've ever seen Kanemaru look. Oh, can't yeah, fucking, I love
0: Kanemaru's gimmick of just, he drinks whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> I drink just...
1: whiskey, I spit it at people, deal with it. Um yeah. So this was, again, L.I.J. went over first title defence. We then moved on to the seventh match on this card, which was the IWGP Tag Team Championship match between Evil and Sonata, the current champions, and Zack Sabre Jr. and Minero Suzuki. Uh, L.I.J. went over 16 minutes and 52 seconds after a moonsault after a magic killer. Now, Chris... And moving on. (laughs) Aside from the ending sequence... This was dull as balls. Dull.
0: Like, it was almost as bad as the
1: Tag League final. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, you know, we've spoken before about World Tag League, and I've said, I do not understand why Suzuki isn't with ZSJ. And you said, well, there needs to be a guys. guy. That's fine, okay, but they would be booked strong in that World Tag League anyway. And I was so looking forward to seeing two of my favorite tag teams ripping it up in this match, and it just it didn't. Happen at no, all? It was too much focus on know. fucking crowd Could, brawling.
0: And the no, that's a big problem, especially with Suzuki Gun. Well, like if we don't need, if we don't want to try and we'll just brawl into the crowd, and like fine, but it's a fucking title match. Try a bit harder, lads. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Like for, for the cogs in this match, it should it, the lowest it should achieve is a seven, but I'm giving it a five. I was so bored. <laughs>
1: I'm going to give it a 7, so we'll give it a 6. Right. Um, right, then. Fucking hell. So, <laughs> we've talked okay,
0: about... I'm going right, I'm, I'm to call this, because otherwise you're just going to do it very angrily, and I think it's not really fair. Um, the So Tai Chi comes out, it's all good. Naito comes out, and it's absolutely fucking demolished. Um, and then a Tai Chi match happened, and it was fine, except for Tai Chi was in the ring for like 10 minutes between Naito getting stretched to the back.
1: Now, Rob, what did you think? (laughs) (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) I thought this was fucking bullshit, is what I thought this was. Um, And then Tai Chi should have went over. I think if you're going to do something like that and make it that bad, then... For fuck's sake, you need to put Tai Chi over now. At no point, at no point in this match was Tai Chi going over. And before the show, I said there's no way Tai Chi goes over. And I think even you, who are Tai Chi's like number one fan, I think you gave him like a twenty percent chance of going over. Oh yeah,
0: it was basically they I mean, might do a home crowd thing. Yeah, that's about it. What I want to point out though is Tai Chi drew more against Naito this year than. Jay White did against Omega last year, so Tai Chi's a bigger draw than Kenny Omega. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying.
1: Tai Chi for All yeah. Elite. Um, it I was mean, was too good for All Elite. Honestly. Maybe forced, forced Omega out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> you you can not sense too, the changing you, of the
0: tides. You can't have <laughs> two
1: that biggest tides in one company. Okay. This match, the match went 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. after the bullshit that happened at the start with Isaka with the stairs mm-hmm. and the ladder, this should not have gone 21 minutes. We, no, had, a, we I... had a pile driver through a table in the third minute of the match. Mm. or the four, like, It was what, something ridiculously you, early on.
0: How you book this is either Taichi fucks him about for 10 minutes and then um, Naito gets rolled up, On Naito comes back. Tai Chi's laughing, doesn't take it seriously. Destino out of nowhere. Um, quick win. Tai Chi still looks fine because he got caught by surprise. Like, this is such an easy angle to book, and they didn't. And they fucked up somehow. I don't know how they did it. Like, I understand they're trying to hide tai Chi's perceived lack of work, right? But... <laughs> Again, there's better ways to book this angle. Like WWE does this angle better. Like I don't
1: see how they fucked up. And that is very, very key. This was very Western booking.
0: Yeah, this was no this, this wasn't even Western. This was Russo booking.
1: It was just it was Ooh. it was so overbooked. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. It was I was so bored by the time we were what, fifteen minutes into this match. I was bored because we'd had the you know 15 minutes of shenanigans before the match we'd literally had Garth ten minutes of Tai Chi in the ring on his own and it was just I, like i, I but I'm, doing I'm what? A bit. he lay down a bit he stole someone's water then put it back um he said yeah. the match is over go home uh about four <laughs> times he tried to pick a fight with togi Macabe and then ran away when togi Macabe stood up um it was. It was a long-ass 10 minutes. It it dragged. It wasn't entertaining.
0: If he did something like that with, say, Bully Ray, that would be the best 10 minutes you've ever seen. But that's the thing. If you
1: are going to do that, Tai Chi needs to have the charisma or... uh, uh, Careful. Did he pull (laughs) it off? Did you enjoy those 10 minutes, Chris? Honestly. Hand on heart, did you enjoy those 10 minutes? I don't
0: think... Okay, not especially, but... I there you go, think, then. I don't think anyone in New Japan could have pulled off those 10 minutes. I don't think it's a specific Tai Are you chi telling
1: issue. me you don't want to see Switchway Jay White talk on the microphone for 10 minutes? Okay, with the exception of Switch... Like, Jay White is above everything right now. Tamatonga Depends. Is he doing the good guy? Is he just going There are going, plenty of people that could have pulled this off, and I am not right. piling on Tai Chi here, because ultimately, he's not in charge of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This wasn't his decision. No. And
0: to be fair... The match they had, if there wasn't those shenanigans at the beginning, we'd be saying this was a decent match because
1: like the match itself, is fine. The match itself was fine. It was a serviceable match. It was it, a good Tai Chi match. It, obviously, it was nowhere near his Osprey match from Power Struggle.
0: No, like I'd give it, I'd, I'd give it a nine and a half. But, um. <laughs> so what would you actually go for for this? Uh um, just, I hate. That I didn't like this match. I was so, I was actually like I just ask them. I was so hyped
1: for this match. You were, I know.
0: <laughs> but I have to give it a fucking four because of those ten minutes where nothing happened.
1: I'm gonna be nice and I'm gonna okay. give it a five. And the only reason I'm gonna give it a five is because Tai Chi took a fucking pile driver through a table, and that should yeah, not and, be overstated.
0: Also, that that air raid crash on the um ramp was fucking brutal. Yeah, it was. It was. So, like, there's the
1: brutal points in this match, but, like, they were in the wrong places. They it's were. just so unfortunate. They were. So, <sighs> we move on to Osaka, which is Monday. Now, Um, Garth, I'm yep. not going to run through the entire card, but I'm going to run through the well, last... There's
0: three matches. Yeah, really, I mean, matters.
1: the first, the, the undercard, you've got a six-man tag between Liger, Kojima and Tenzan taking on Taka izaka and suzuki um, and
0: tenzan just fucking retire already He's well shit
1: nowadays. it's from everything that went on in the undercard it looks at like tenzan's gonna be izaka's last opponent Um uh, that's fine it's but... you know that'll be that'll be that'll be okay i hope they give sorry just bang my microphone with my fingers um i just hope <laughs> they give izaka a chance to wrestle instead of this ridiculous gimmick um, a match I'm weirdly quite excited about is Sinatra and Evil taking on Yoshida and Numano. well yeah, because they, they, um, I'm remembering rightly everyone
0: who were in Tag League weren't they? They were really good in
1: yeah, um, yeah, very, Tag League.
0: So yeah, this is like they're definitely not fucking winning, but no. like, yeah, this would this would be, probably be the best you're gonna see from Young Lions.
1: So yeah, absolutely. We've then got another six-man tag, which is a repeat of the first night in Sapporo, with Shingo Bushi and Naito <laughs> taking on Despy Kanemaru and Taichi. I don't I'm understand why we've got again. that again, but there you go. Then we've got Yoshihashi and Honma taking on Owens and Takahashi. Uh, Yano and Makabe taking on the Gorillas of Destiny. And then we get on to the three main bouts. We get on to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between Ishimori and Taguchi. Garth. Purpose. <laughs> because I feel like you've been sort of backseated slightly during our little New Japan rant, um, do you see any way that comedic rugby ball-carrying Toguchi is going to (laughs) beat Ishimori, who hasn't had a title defence yet and is probably the best... Well, not even probably. He's the best junior in New Japan. What percentage chance do you give Toguchi of walking away with a belt?
2: Um, Well, I mean, unless Ishimori falls and breaks his neck and they have to end it sort of on the whim... Uh, nought percent, yeah. It, 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 although I bet there's a couple of comedic points in there worth watching. To be fair, the build for this hasn't
0: been as fun as I thought it would be involving Taguchi. It's basically just been Taguchi Japan matches during um fantastic Mania. In this, it's not been as fun as I expected it, but and I'm I'm all about this match, I think it's fun. Like, it's probably the best match you can put on, considering how all your juniors have either left moved up. Or uh, uh, injured, it's a bit of a shame, but I, I am all about this match. I think it would be fun.
1: I see Ishimori holding this title for a year. I see, I being, see it. Yeah. I see it being a long title reign because you haven't got anyone until Hiromu's back and Hiromu's built up again. I just I don't see anyone even coming We're close gonna have, to Ishimori. They're really gonna. Have
0: to, we've said it, but they are gonna have to exploit their ultra with Repo and Ring of Honor to fill out their junior division, like bringing Gresham, bringing Chris Brooks, bringing all these people. Because, Bandido. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Dragon Lee. I know you're not, you're not hiring him right now, but he's probably the best Luchador going, who isn't called Bandido or Pentagon. So,
1: Yeah, true. Hey, if Phoenix is going to go into the best of the super juniors, I'd be more than happy.
0: If Phoenix isn't going to the best of super juniors, then I think, you know, I don't know why you'd get your hopes up.
1: I know I can dream. Uh, we then move on to a special <laughs> singles match uh, with Okada and Bad Luck Farley. And
0: Moving
1: on, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, <laughs> it's going to be an it's either going to be a no contest or a card is going to walk away. There's, I don't see yes. Farley winning this, yeah. So, moving on, you know, since so, well, honestly, since a card has debuted, debuted the um, well, debuted the Raymaker gimmick, he's lost, so he needs to he, he needs, needs to build to up, yeah. He, he does, needs win. I mean, he's going um, to win the new stuff, but... unless
0: we're doing an absolute um rebuild, um, where they're Taking him down, even when he's gone back to his old winning, um, his old ways, it could be fine, but not against Fale. Come on. Anyway, moving on.
1: Um, and then we have the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Jay White. splooge Oh my god! Um, I, I, I'm over the concepts of the
0: match, but the story and the build-up for this has really brought me back on board.
1: Yeah, it has. Jay White is the most charismatic man. Considering where he was, Wrestle Kingdom 12, taking on Tanahashi, and everyone went, well, that was a crock of shite, Um, to where he is now, when he's the most talked about person in that company, and it's got to the point where Tanahashi, Tanah fucking Hashi, okay, everyone is like, he's only a month into his reign, but genuinely, Jay White is winning this. Yeah, I can. I think that right, is definitely
0: the best option for Jay White to win this. Like, yeah, again, he's not the best worker in New Japan, but so fucking what? People can carry him.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: He's, he's the best character in New Japan other than Taiji, <laughs> and he, he he's just so good. He's he, he's fit into the, one of the four pillars so well, and I'm so looking forward um, to seeing where he's going to go this year. If he doesn't win this match, he's winning the G1.
1: Yeah, he's he's there's big things in store for J. White, I think he's taking the belt. Garth, do you do you see Jay White with the
2: belt? Yeah, he's he's been set up as the future of that company anyway. So yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: I mean, all three of us said that one of the matches of the night, aside from Tanahashi and Omega, which was a different class, you know, mm-hmm. one of the matches of the night was Okada versus J. White. So, yes, he might not be on the same level as an Omega in the ring. In fact, it's not a maybe, he's not. But with the right opponent, he can put on those classic matches. And Tanner is one of those.
0: In the next year, he'll be as good as Naito, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's with how much he's going to be working. Definitely. Right. Anyway, so, so time moving for you to away go quiet
0: while you talk about impact.
1: <laughs> moving away from New Japan. Uh we are going to hand over to our impact correspondent. <laughs> uh Mr. Garth Jackson. So next week we've got uncaged uh, yeah. the TV special which you've you've raved about and you've said, you know, it looks very good and it does the card looks amazing. Um mm-hmm. so what happened this week on Impact Golf?
2: Um I'll do a quick rundown of it. Um, there, was a, there seemed to be a lot of um, showcases for the, the X Division this week. Yeah. Um, or the people who could be in that sort of bracket. Um, you had uh, tag team match Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus Dave and Jay Christ, which was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and it went quite long as well. They got quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, uh, Rich one pick up the win for their match but really really worked well and, like all four of those guys could be in that X Division bracket um, I think it's probably one of the best matches I've seen Dave Christ involved in because he hasn't really done that much
1: No, but um, as
2: a tag team those two, brilliant, like you don't really get the save because of the, the emphasis on Sammy Callahan all the time but that was a really really good match and okay. um, The the big announcement for uh, the Uncaged main event uh, title match, it's going to be a four-way now, so it was obviously just going to be Brian Cage versus Johnny Impact, but because of things that happened over the last couple of weeks, it's going to be Cage versus Impact versus Moose versus Killer Cross.
1: Who do you see walking out with
2: the belt there, then? See, honestly, I don't know, because I could see... Either, I could see Impact keeping it, which would be the easy choice for them. I could see Cage taking it because he's the man that they're absolutely high on at the moment. I could see Cross winning it because he, I think he would bring, I hate the word legitimacy, but a bit more of a different sort of aura to the belt. Yeah. Because he keeps saying he's not bothered about the belt. I've got a question about Cross.
0: Um, so basically what I've seen of Cross is when he was Austin Aries bodyguard and like, um, Bound to Glory and all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When the fuck did he get over?
2: Because <laughs> you've been I raving mean, about him. Honestly, it was literally within a couple of weeks. Uh, he just seemed to... Have, he, cut, he cut a couple of promos, had a couple of matches, and you uh, like, well, me and Rob were just, holy <laughs> shit, this guy's di- like dynamite. They let, let him like, wrestle, and we were like, holy shit, he can wrestle. Yeah, and it was it, it was his promos. Just They're so captivating. Because, I mean, he, he did one this week. Last week where he was just, he just kept saying, bring a neck brace, Johnny. <laughs> and it was like, just, he, again, keep saying it, but it's that Jake Snake sort of low, slow, deliberate way he projects himself. Yeah. But um, I'm really, really looking forward to this match because I, I keep looking at Moose and I keep thinking, are you going to screw everybody over here? Because he's, he's got that about him.
1: Of the four in this main event, Moose is the one I see least as the oh, winner. Oh, yeah,
2: definitely, I, definitely. If anything, oh, he's the four so guy. It's so, it was so funny that this week when they were talking, him and Cross were talking to, um, I can't remember what she's called now, the, the Mexican lady they've got in. She's she used to be in Lucha Underground. Um, is and, it Yvelisse? No, it's the, it's the the one from Lucha Underground who did all the reporting. Oh, uh, Melissa Sander? Yeah. Yeah, Melissa Sanders, yeah. It's Brian Cage's Talk- fiance. Yeah, that's right. Man. They're talking to her, and Moose just keeps saying, If win, if, Cross, if you win the belt, won't keep it in my um, trophy cabinet. If I win the belt, won't keep it in my trophy cabinet. <laughs> and Moose just looks at him, and he's like, Okay. And then uh, and he says, And then we won't have to chase all the girls, they'll so come to us. <laughs> just, honestly, Moose is absolutely brilliant. Like, he's a creepy so fucking good. dude. He's brilliant. And, um, though. And and then as soon as he finishes, when he finishes what he's saying, he says, um, "He says, uh, Melissa, call me." <laughs> <laughs> like he ends it like that and then walks away. But like, no, I, I think that dynamic is really good, and they're obviously going to have some sort of alliance in the match. And then,
1: yeah, definitely,
2: Johnny and Brian Cage are going to have to some sort of forced alliance to get over them, so they can take those out for them to have a one-on-one. But it's got quite a good, again, the dynamic and the whole. The four pieces is, is, is going to be interesting. I'm what, I'm to that. En- yeah. what I'm enjoying about Impact, from what I'm hearing, is it's
0: basically slowly morphing into Lucha Underground. <laughs> oh yeah, it's <laughs> over like you have what Lucha Brothers, Impact, um, Brian Cage, Melissa Santos is there well, now. Speaking
2: speaking of it, I mean they are they are like filming in Mexico, so that's part of it. Uh, they're, they're doing sort of a lot of stuff with AAA, um, but funny enough, Lucha Underground. Uh, the Ali versus Kira Hogan still going on which was yeah a match Um, (laughs) honestly some of the most the most awful wrestling I've seen from Ali she did like a sort of Luther's press which instead of beating down on her face she was beating down on the side of Kira's arm and it just looked so hokey it was shit the match was shit but anyway (laughs) giving her a birthday bump it was so (laughs) that was shit. Um, I forgot about but, I your mean, disdain for Ali. I've missed that, Garth. Well, she—I mean, she's got a lot better, but this match just brought it all back. And Kira Hogan, I, to, be, to be fair to hers, has sort of upped her game a bit. She's got a bit of fire, and she's decent in the ring. And she's got—um, I just got have seen from Kira Hogan, she looks really green. She oh, has she got better, really, in is, fairness. She has, and she's got Jordan Grace with her now, which sort of sort of helps because she'll do a bit outside of the ring and they did all that but um, uh, it was just average match where Kiwi got the win yeah uh, be, because um, Sue Young was taken out by uh, Jordan Grace and uh, Ali sort of lost her shit for a bit it was just weird I don't know where they're going with this story it's just pointless TNA um, not knowing how to book their knockouts oh That's yeah new. and then uh <laughs> And he had an interview with Johnny Cage backstage, and it was just, it was like he was just coming in off the, off the bus, and they're like, oh, what do you think about the match? He's like, what match? <laughs> <laughs> like, four way. He's like, what four way? <laughs> and he's like, what? So I'm getting told of some sort of Mexican jabroni reporter, and that it's just, again, it just, it was so low rent. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've never ever thought that Johnny impacts are good. Um, interview though ever no uh, never he's always been so stilted. Although his
0: stuff in Lucha Underground is quite funny, like he had well, a, he, he had a little lackey who changed his name so he
2: could be related to Johnny <laughs> Fucking... I mean, when he does the when they do the recorded stuff, it's okay, but when it's the live sort of interview type stuff, it's just so shit. We've said um, that for a while though. So Garth. did that. And, and then the, honest. I know, I know. <laughs> And then they had um, the advertised the uh, United We Stand pay-per-view in April. April That's one of RBD on it, isn't it? That's Luchas versus RBD and Cebu. Like, oh, I shit. might watch that.
1: Oh, I mean, so I'll watch it.
2: It'll be all right, because RBD will carry Cebu. And Cebu will just come in and jump into a table with some on or something. Has Cebu ever had a match where he didn't botch? Um... No, nah, because I mean, is it a botch or is he legitimately trying to kill himself? <laughs> well, <he laughs> Seems like he
0: is apparently suicidal. So. He's just mental.
2: Um, and then He's... after that, we had uh, we had the Sue Young and Ali coming down <laughs> the basement, and then there's like a flash of light, and then a message from Rosemary saying, um, "The witching hours upon us," something like that. All right, and that was it. it oh, was just, okay. Uh, yeah. This, TNA is really starting to sound like Lucha. Honestly, it, it, those bits are starting to go that way.
0: Like ne- next week, you're going to have like um, Paul London killing a midget um, <laughs> with a hammer in order to impress a rabbit. Jesus Christ!
2: Or oh, Paul Bear, Paul Bear from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> um. But after this, we did have a really good match, and Rob, you're going to be absolutely. The most surprised ever when I tell you that someone from the Desi Shit Squad had a really, really good match.
1: Is it Rohit Raju? It is. See, he's decent. I've said this from the start. I've said he's a decent singles competitor, but the
2: Desi Shit Squad are shit. (laughs) They are. There's just nothing to them. He had a match with Trey Miguel from Rascals. Who He is the one who they're blatantly setting apart from the others. Yeah. He's getting a lot more of the single stuff, but both of them worked like really, really well. And again, it's that whole X Division thing where I hope I hope they split up that Desi Shit squad and just let um Raju just do his thing. Because he was blow for blow, sort of keeping up with Trey Miguel in this and the, the sort of map wrestling they were doing and the sort of counter moves and everything like that was so smooth. And yeah, it was like it was probably I mean second favourite match on the card. And considering uh, the amount the... of
1: verbal bashing we gave the Desi Hit Squad. That's that's Exactly
2: that's Even I giving
1: that to the Desi Hit Squad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> shit. They are but, shit. But um that was a really good match. Um so obviously like Trey Miguel gets the gets to win, but I mean, again, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of sort of Raju on his own. Yeah. Doing his thing. Um And then we had a pretty crap match with Sammy Callahan with Puma King from Triple A.
1: Right.
2: Um you could tell they sort of Puma could, King's pretty good. You could just tell they were sort of at odds with each other, sort of styles wise and the fact that they'd just been lumped together. But this right. is all part of the team AAA versus team impact for uncaged. Yeah, they've do- they've done this-
0: that type of match before, and it was shit. It was like um fucking it's the worst of AAA because you had like Tejano and Killer Clown or whatever.
2: Well, Killer Clown is their top top babyface now. He's the face of the company. How? Um, he's because he Pentagon. had a match. He had a match last week, and he was absolutely huge. Um, but but- shit, I know. But um, Sammy Callahan won it with a pile drive, as he does, but. There was a point in the match where Puma King just seemed to sort of say, fuck this. And he just started like properly sort of potatoing Sammy Callahan (laughs) with kicks (laughs) to the face. (laughs) I love that. That's brilliant. And he he slapped, he opened like Sammy Callahan opened his jacket up like he does. And Puma King slapped him so hard, his chest started bleeding. Jesus Christ. That's some Walter shit right there. Like he literally cut his chest open.
0: Did you see the Twitter exchange between Callahan
2: and Ares? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, Brilliant. Damn, funny. I love it. See, I love stuff like that because you think, is this leading somewhere,
0: or is it just Be- Ares and Callahan shooting on oh, each other? Because that's just been, what they do. Been a couple
2: of decades. Yeah. Um. Well, the funny thing is when um, they mentioned something about like they mentioned or. Impact were going to do an announcement that uh, the return of a former champion, and I thought, oh well, Ares, because he's been sort of on Twitter and stuff. No, RVD. Yes, oh, you know,
0: RVD. <laughs> to be, to be, to be fair, RVD's TNA tune is a
2: fucking tune. It is a good tune, and he, he was all right when he could be bothered, when he wasn't smoked off his face.
0: Oh, like getting literally half of his body ripped off by a bit. That was amazing.
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's Russo, uh, um, and then for the main event, obviously the the like Lucha Brothers versus Eliax. They had like Chinese lion dance before it. I saw, yeah. Came out, came out of nowhere, and they didn't acknowledge it. They didn't. <laughs> obviously, it was for Chinese New Year, but they didn't tell anyone why. It was like it was like when it, it was like when Sting had that big fucking entrance. I just <laughs> thought
0: of gaps. and see like going, am I doing it? Well,
2: happening? it's like, it was like, Chinese New Year was on Tuesday. It was on my birthday. And this is Thursday. And and it was just like, there's no, like, they didn't mention anything. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, honestly, it just reminded us of when Sting came out, all those drummers, the, the sort of Japanese drummers and stuff. Oh, that,
1: that, and it, that entrance always makes me laugh, the Sting one. Because they clearly said, like, oh, you can have this really, really good entrance. But clearly didn't tell him how, like, how (laughs) much of a big budget he could have. Because then Triple H came and he had all these Terminator things come up from the floor. And Stinger just bought a drummer.
2: Mm -hmm. It was like,
1: someone's been shafted here, haven't they? But speaking of that entrance, like, I obviously, I, I skipped to this match. Because I wanted to, you know, it's the Lucha Brothers versus LAX. Who wouldn't want to see that? Um... And I just remember, I, I watched it and was like, not, not one person is questioning this. No, why on, why is on. nobody questioning this? The crowd <laughs> were getting into it. I was like, it's not a Mexican thing, though. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? It, it, but aside from the weird, weird entrance and the fact that the, <laughs> it was so clearly telegraphed that the Lucha Brothers were going to go over here. Yeah, you know, to the point where their entrance took about five minutes, and LAX, what did that take? One and a half.
2: to sort of skipped to the
1: ring. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, but it was it. Oh, great match.
2: Oh, brilliant! I mean, it just it just kicked off straight away, um, and immediately. I mean, throughout the match, throughout the card, the crowd were in and out of the matches. This match, the crowd was shit hot all the way through. They were. Oh my god! Was it they as good were. as the homecoming match? I don't think it was. I don't because I don't think they got as much time.
1: It surprised me how little time they gave him. To be perfectly honest, Garth. Yeah. Um, but I was gonna, I was gonna say that's a good question, Chris. Because genuinely, I think I, I hate using Melter's rating. Did Melter give? Um, he gave it four four point two five. I think he gave the yeah. homecoming match, and I, I, I didn't feel how I felt watching the homecoming. match. still a fantastic match. Still a really, really good match. Really enjoyable. Do you think the fact that it's TV didn't help? Potentially. But I think Garth's right. The amount of time they gave it. Like, the finishing sequence was, like, fucking lightning. It was ridiculous. And Phoenix is just, like, oh, my... I know everyone raves about Pentagon and, you know, completely rightly. Phoenix is a great traditional luchador. But, Jesus Christ, Phoenix is something else. He oh, really I is. Love Phoenix.
2: He's superhuman.
1: He's, uh, he's if, a PPW if, uh, Ignition original.
0: If you want um, a recommendation, go for the triple threat between Phoenix, Flamita, and Bandito from Triple A, and it was great.
1: That already Which, sounds fantastic.
2: No yeah. <laughs> know what yeah. I'd love to see? Phoenix versus Ricochet. That would be well, insane. It's, it's happened. I mean, they've probably done it when he was. Um, In Lucha Underground, it's happened yeah. several times. It was great. All right, there we go. <laughs> but no, I mean the match was just amazing. I mean, you had sort of three fear factors to end the match. Yep. It took that much to sort of put them out. I mean, some of the the near falls as well. The crowd really bought into it. Um,
1: when Phoenix kicked out of the um, like the double underhanded sort of swinging suplex that um, yeah. LAX seemed to have, you know, made their new finisher as opposed to street sweeper. Um, Like when he kicked out of that, and it was literally, was that when, was that the move that Pentagon kicked it, kicked Santana and broke up the Mm -hmm. floor? And it, honestly, I was like, he's too late there. He's too late there. He's missed it. And then obviously it was just, it was that close account. And the crowd, you're right, were absolutely shit hot for that. They just, they just love the Lucha Brothers.
2: Yeah. And just some of the, some of the sort of double team moves, LEX, obviously, they're like, so on in sync with each other, yeah. Um, everything they do is so so smooth. Um, the same way, well, the same with the Lucha Brothers. Just when you see that, when you see two teams working together that are proper teams, yeah, that's that's the, that's something that I always you always look to like WWE and you say this is why your tag team division doesn't get over. This is why you don't care about it because nobody there aren't many proper teams now, and the ones um, that
1: are. I mean, look at the revival. You know, exactly. they are a team. You know, they're not two single stars that have been pushed together. They are a team. They are a tag team. And then you
0: have Dash Wilder teaming with um, one of, whichever one of the
2: offers the pain because they're both exactly. bold And then I mean, damage. then yeah. you look at like NXT and they've got like War Machine and Undisputed here and you, stuff. They were proper we, tag teams. Yeah, thrown together.
0: Thrown together teams can work. Like if you look at most of the NXT UK tag division, like Eichner and. Uh, Marcel, oh or, so good, um, or Mandrews and Webster, or even Amir Jordan and
1: Kenny Williams, it they still work. I think the I one, think one that's like I... the one that jumps to mind for me is the bar. Yeah, yeah, they were just they were together, thrown they together at one the one end of is... that best of seven series.
2: This sort of
0: this um... best, best work of Seamus' career. Yeah. yeah, they sort of
2: got over. In spite of everything, though, didn't they yeah. sort of did it as if to sort of stick mm-hmm. two fingers up, saying, "Well, no, we're going to make this work." Yeah. But no, I mean, back to the impact, and <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. It was it was a good sort of setup for next week. Um, it did what it needed to. it had a really really good sort of finish to it. Um, just looking forward to the the TV special next week now.
0: Yeah. TV about TV special that's bomb and I may actually watch that one. Yeah, I'll yeah. be
2: watching that, definitely.
1: So a good week for yeah. Impact then, Garth. Good week, yeah. Good week. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Impact continues to impress. Um, so the final promotion that we're gonna look at today, and it's weird that we leave the WWE to last, but we're leaving them to last. Um we've obviously got another pay-per-view um a the week main today. Event. Yeah. The main event of that pay-per-view looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, and we'll get into that in a moment. Um, but Roar and Smackdown this week, I just wanted to take a couple of things. I'm not going to run through the entire shows because there was bits bits that were shit and bits that were great. Um, the, thing, Roar, the main Roar's event, really, <laughs> the main event, really, of these two shows was Becky Lynch. Um, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And WWE seemingly, to be shamelessly just taking the Stone Cold Steve Austin route with her now, <laughs> which I am fully behind. I'm fully behind.
2: I thought it was hilarious, the leg brace
1: thing. The leg brace was just fantastic. Her slap to Triple H was brilliant. Um, apparently they are working to a match between Steph and Becky for SummerSlam, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but... I mean, that Charlotte is going to main event WrestleMania with becky and with ronda and i know that everyone is saying no it should it should be becky and it should be ronda ultimately charlotte has been the apex of that division for god knows how long if Funny anyone deserves distance. before becky got over if anyone deserves to be in that main event it is charlotte
0: i've seen people shitting on charlotte since mania actually when she be Asuka, and it's all like who else would you have beat Asker.
1: That was one of the best matches of the night. What are they complaining it, about?
0: W- it was the match of Mania for me. What it was supposed to.
1: Yeah, that and, and the um, triple threat.
0: Yeah, I'd also say the tag with Ronda just because it was fun.
2: But... I don't get, I think it's just, it is it just because people don't want, <laughs> the, the thing she's been inserting into this match because she's Charlotte. No, and she's been she the best,
0: like she's, she had the best matches on the main roster this year. Has she's Charlotte. still, she's, to me, she's still.
2: Head and shoulders above anybody else in that division in the ring. It would be
0: apart from, Yeah, the only problem is her promos are shy and they yeah. tried, and at first they try to circumvent that by having flair and then flair went and they get put Dana Brooke, which is the worst person to be put with when you can't <laughs> cut a promo. And just I think that's the problem because she can't cut promos, she just becomes less believable. Like when she goes, I am going to beat you it's just it doesn't quite work, but yeah, she's the yeah. best worker, would be exception of asker on the main
1: roster. So yeah,
0: um,
1: maybe Sasha. Yeah, definitely. I I anything is going to be better with Charlotte inserted. And I said, you know, we said mm-hmm. this about um, the Young Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say she's that the
0: Young Bucks of the Women's Division.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you add the Young Bucks to it, it's automatically a better match. And you know, you just well, people have got to just understand that Charlotte is going to be put in this main event, and we are going to be better off for it. Becky versus Ronda will be an absolutely outstanding match without a shadow of a doubt. But adding Charlotte to it is also going to be excellent. Looking I at think the wrestling, I complaining that you you're not getting the story that you want is
0: not good for watching wrestling. No, plus like,
2: people seem to forget that WWE when they do three way matches, they just tend to be one on one anyway because somebody sat outside of the ring for fifteen minutes. True. And that's all that'll happen here. There'll be some sort of fake injury to They'll tease Rhonda and Becky for a while and they won't get together until the last sort of finish of the match, and then will that'll be the blow off. Yeah.
1: Um looking at the rest of the shows, we had SmackDown again was it's you know, it's highest point again. We had Randy Orton taking on Mustafa Ali, which was, you know, a really good match. We had I was
0: invested in a Randy Orton match.
1: I know. That is how good Mustafa Ali is. Um we had Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan, which was brilliant before it went to a no contest. The one thing that I take issue with on SmackDown is that the women's tag team elimination chamber match on mm. Raw, they've had qualifying matches. Mm -hmm. On SmackDown, (laughs) they've just announced that they're in it. Like, literally, Bailey and Sasha had to beat Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox in a qualifying match. Well, that's a random fucking team. (laughs) Yes, exactly. What the fuck are they doing with Nikki Cross? Anyway, literally, an hour after the show, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville took to Twitter saying, yeah, we're in that match as well. And they were! I mean, are you going to argue with Sonia DeVille? No, no, she'd make absolute mincemeat out of me. But the whole point of that is like, what? Okay, and then the Iconics are in it, and I believe Carmella and Naomi? Why Carmella and Naomi? When did Carmella become a face? This whole dance break thing, I imagine. But it was just, it was very, very, very confusing. Um, to be fair, I love the dance break. I am indifferent towards it. Um, Raw <laughs> was full of its... Typical ups and downs. We had Finn Balor taking on Leo Rush, which was a great match, and hopefully is going to lead to a Finn Balor Intercontinental Championship match against Bobby Lashley, which really should be a good match. There's no way that shouldn't <laughs> be a good match. Yeah. Uh, we had two NXT debuts. We had um, Heavy Machinery, who are the latest casualties of the having their second names taken off them. They're now just Otis <laughs> and Tucker. That sounds like a Crackers brand. It does. Um, They lost in a number one contendership match with the Revival Lucha House Party and the B-Team. The Revival on the new number one contenders. Again, um, we then had... What else did we have? We had Jeff Jarrett versus Elias because that's what we wanted in (laughs) wrestling. More Jeff Jarrett. I I I put on Raw, skipped in that match and turned Raw off. Um, (laughs) And then we had... EC3 debuting against Dean Ambrose and picking up weird, a clean Could, victory,
0: but it's not just that he didn't cut a promo. Why would he have an EC3 and not cut a promo?
2: This is this is what's really starting to be, um, sort of not annoy me, but just perplex about the thing with bringing in these people. Nobody knows who EC3 is. There's been no. Explanation as to what EC3 even means. He's such a simple character. He's
0: literally just I'm rich through birthright, and therefore through birthright, I am better than you.
2: It's not like the million dollar man. It's it's just it's MVP again. That's basically what it is. I mean, MVP is obviously from the sports background thing, but he (laughs) came in with this VIP sort of aura about him, and he he had this again a, a three three sort of digit moniker but he had a name but they've never ever mentioned EC3's name yet I wonder if they well, ever well,
0: going. We, we didn't do it in NXT and it's probably because it's a TNA
2: thing that's, well that's the problem isn't it it's, um, but yeah not not have him do the thing that he's better at doing is a problem. yeah it is,
0: it is a bit ridiculous but then again Raw never makes sense just watch Smackdown
2: he's, he's not a great wrestler he's decent he's alright He's above average.
1: Yeah. He's very much in the John Cena build mm-hmm. of wrestling. He's to be nothing fair, spectacular. I want to see him versus Cena. That would be money. That would be money. That would be a really good match. I would look forward to that. Um, Raw. The problem is with Raw at the moment is that they are very. We had this promise of new faces and you know a new era, so to speak, and we once again got a match a Raw, sorry, that was headlined by a match that contained Baron fucking Corbin against Braun fucking Strowman. And mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. how you dress that up, it's still the same two men, and I'm sorry, all of the heat has gone from Braun Strowman, all of it. Yeah. You've ruined that, you've missed the boat on it. Having him job... Baron Corbin
0: never had heat.
1: Yeah, you having him job to Brock Lesnar, you know, a crown jewel was the worst thing you could possibly do for that guy's push. Turning him him face. Sorry, turning him heel was the worst thing you could have done.
0: WWE love monsters, but they cannot make one.
1: I I don't know why they had to change it. Why did they have to change it? The problem is
2: that they're not willing to remove Brock Lesnar from his perch. That's the problem. They're scared too. He's been there for like two years now. They don't know what's... They don't know... But, like, logically,
0: there was a time before Brock Lesnar was the Universal Champion. I don't know it.
2: I, um, I honestly believe Vince looks at it and thinks, if we lose Brock, if we let him move down, we're going to lose loads of viewers and people that, aren't going to watch. I
0: think that might actually be
1: the case, and it's their own fucking fault. Yeah? I don't. Too much not all. these
2: older wrestlers.
1: I mean, I don't at all. I think I, I think we can agree that Seth has got to walk out of Mania as the winner. Surely. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. no way Seth is walking out of we, this The week. We winning.
0: kind of agreed the same thing about Roman last year's mania, didn't we?
1: Well, yeah. that's. So we didn't
0: point. want him to, but it was the logical thing to happen. Yeah.
1: I mean, looking ahead to this week's Raw, um, Seth is due to be there to respond to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> uh, Becky's been invited by the McMahon family again. Um, Finn Balor,
2: they're looking did, at that Intercontinental Championship match. That, uh, that suspension had last a week, maybe?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. She will she won't be there at all. She'll she'll she won't be uh, suspended for long at all. I, th- I think apparently versus um
0: both Rollins and Becky have been written out of wrestling because they're both injured.
1: Uh I believe that Seth is actually injured. I think the mm-hmm. Becky ones are work.
0: I it might be I think we kind of want to save Becky because last time they just because of what happened last time they booked two against Ronda.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um and then there's just there's I mean, there's nothing else that jumps out of the page when you look at Raw. There's an angle That's with Smackdown. Dana Brook and Natalia. So what? And then potentially Kurt Angle retiring again, which I think they will save till Mania. I think they'll give yeah. him one more mania and then he'll retire. Um give him a
0: last match,
1: but have him put someone over, he needs to Yeah. Sean Benjamin would be great. Um, SmackDown. However, oh the God, one thing that's God, been announced man. for SmackDown is a gauntlet match between the six competitors in the Elimination Chamber match to see who will enter the chamber last. So but for those I'm who a- don't know, that is Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Mustafa Ali, Daniel Bryan, and Samoa Joe. Did you see the promo that Joe cut on, of the
0: competitors in the chamber?
1: Is that when he said, why don't you make like an AA meeting did, and like, shut up when I'm sharing? Yeah, he
0: just came out and he was like, "Um, ra- ra- Randy i uh, D Club, like whatever, just like going all around. Like Jeff Hardy tries to respond. He's like, pretend this an AA meeting and let it- and let me talk. What? And then just went up to AJ and like, AJ, how's Wendy?
1: Boom. <laughs> the man is just a bona fide hero. He's...
0: He is the best promo in all of the on the main roster right now because he yeah. just gets to cut his own promos and he's
1: great at it. Now, if if you are to believe what is been rumored about WrestleMania, we are going to get Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton. No, uh,
0: that, that is least interesting.
1: I agree wholeheartedly with you, Chris. Out of that, I do not want to see Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles again. No, Even though um, it's been leaked, I, I, I apparently to that that's going to happen at Fastlane. Um, I do not want to see Randy Orton taking on Daniel Bryan. I would love to see either Mustafa Ali or Samoa Joe. I want Joe. The only problem is with the Joe. With Joe, they're not going to have two heels. Not at Mania.
0: I forgot. I keep forgetting Danny Bryan to heal because he just keeps cracking me up.
1: Daniel Bryan is a brilliant. The, heel. The, the hemp championship. I oh, think we'll give
2: Jeff Hardy one more bash. Uh, but, but here's the thing about Jeff Hardy: won the
0: championship, he'd smoke
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, brilliant! Um, so we'll move to the last segment then. The last segment of the show. We're going to label this match of the week, and what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, very very quickly, is we're going to give our nominations for a match of the week. Now, this week has been slim pickings in some areas and really, really good in other. For example, when would we ever review a New Japan show and none of their matches would even come close to qualifying for this? Mm -hmm. Um, So, Garth, I'm going to let you go first. What's your match (coughs) of the week?
2: Sticking with Impact, because that's pretty much all I've watched other than the odd clip. Uh, I'm going to go with the main event, LEX versus Lucha Brothers, because it's just more of that. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fast paced, good stuff. Just really exciting.
1: Fantastic. Um, I'm going to go next, because I always go last, and <laughs> I'm asserting authority for once. Um, I'm going to go with Halftime Heat. Um, I watched that today, actually, because basically on Chris's recommendation. Um, because Yay. I, did did either of you watch
2: any of the Super Bowl? Oh, you think I watched other sports. That's a dog. I uh, couldn't be paid to watch that.
1: It was <laughs> it was the most boring... I ai follow American football and it was extremely boring for me and I know what's happening. Um so I I watched was that a halftime show? Oh god. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Um Adam Levine had nipples. Did you know that? I did. I did know that. He hasn't got a voice though. Somebody
2: somebody put a tweet up. Did you see the the tweet from the fake Vince McMahon he says, "What the hell's Corey ha- uh, Corey Graves? Doing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. What the hell's Corey Graves doing on stage?" <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant.
1: Um, I'm gonna go, like I say, I'm gonna go with halftime heat. You've got the six best superstars in NXT absolutely beating seven shades of shit out of each other. Alistair Black just there was a sequence when he first came in that he hit with Tommaso Ciampa and it was insane. You've got a wonderful, wonderful exchange between Adam Cole and Ricochet. Between Johnny Gargano and Ricochet. Velveteen Dream looked like a million bucks, got the win in the match. For God's sake, Adam Cole hit a Canadian fucking destroyer. Did and then he?
0: Pete Williams got hot because they called it a Panama City. So.
1: Panama Sunrise, I think. Panama Sunset? Panama Sunrise? One of the two. Um, it was just, It was such a fantastic... Just, It was isolated... Didn't need a massive storyline going into it. It was just a twenty-five minute blitz, and it was brilliant. Such good. It was a le-
0: it. it was a literal underground main event because there was basically no selling. It was <laughs>
1: oh, it was just moves,
0: and I can't remember half
1: moves. It was literally as though six people were playing SmackDown versus Raw, and had just saved up all the finishes, and you just know, everyone you know, hit you know, finishes.
0: You no, know, it's like it's Fire pro wrestling when all the CPU are at level one, so they're just hitting, um, they're just hitting where finishes straight away. Yeah, exactly. But, um, to be fair, I love the setting because this is my match of the week. Tease spoilers, but um, I love the setting of Phil Sale. I love Shawn Michaels on commentary. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he did a really good job. It was the guy really from NXT UK there as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and Vic Joseph.
0: Yeah, and like the crowd actually booing um the heels it's the first time adam Cole's been booed in a very long time yeah um and which is refreshing i like actually seeing the heels get booed also did you see the um sub dakota kyan nixon neil stole someone's phone and was vlogging from his phone (laughs) (laughs) i didn't (laughs) it was great but um yeah it's it is the best match of the week for me, without a doubt. I didn't watch, the I don't watch Impact, so I didn't see Gaff. So I can't, I I can't realistically argue against it. But I will say it's two against one. So
2: I need to I need to uh, watch that.
0: Yeah, you enjoy it. Like it's just a little twenty-five-minute isolated thing. but yeah. no like other stories of stories from TakeOver. That's so. I'll watch
1: it. Yeah, definitely. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end. Of our the first of our new formatted podcasts, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope this is slightly easier for you to digest. It's uh, it's certainly been fun for me. Garth, Chris, yeah, how yeah, did it go been for been you good, guys? Yeah.
0: In it's enjoyable. Um, I'm gonna have to think of a new gimmick when we start, but that's about it. To-
1: Oh God, poor you. Um, But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, Give us a like, a listen, a subscribe. You can find us on all manner of podcast apps, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Podbeam, whether it's uh, Podcast Addict, CastBox, you can find us anywhere good podcasts are available. Leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Uh, You can follow the Podmania Twitter account at at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at at RealRobGoodwin. Chris, where can they follow you? At Young Lion CXT. And Garth, where can they find you? Uh, at Drummer Jackson. And until next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, where we will be previewing Elimination Chamber, we'll be reviewing The New Beginning in Osaka and Uncaged from Impact, we will talk to you guys again soon.